church called Redeeming Grace. It's like he understood my I don't want to be here face. I didn't bow my head, not one single prayer, but he just shook my hand, said, I'm glad you're here. He says, we'll all be judged, but he was never judgmental. And even though my songs, they don't belong in no hymnal. He quoted me my lyrics, slapped me on the back, said, man, you got a gift. How you write like that? Yeah, I know. It sounds cool, right? Not your typical kid from Sunday school, right? I still ain't figured out church yet. But Craig, I get So now he can't walk on water or turn a nap a valley red. But he just might be tight with a man that did. Now he ain't the light of the world, but I wish mine was bright as hell. Yeah, he just might be tight. to a whole nother level to sacrificial heights showed up at the ballpark after my son's game one night in two cars with his wife laura watching from the other so what in the world are y'all doing here brother he just laughed inside that old chrysler town a country man with the keys and the title and a pen in his hand said man all you gotta do is sign on this y'all so i said no nah, no way but he wasn't tight enough for an answer he said please dude somebody did this for me once just let me do this for you we argued about it for a little while. Then I teared up and Craig smiled. So now he can't walk on water or turn a nap But he just might be tight with a man that did. Now he ain't the light of the world, but I wish mine was bright as hell. Yeah, he just might be tight with a man that did. Through a city. 
Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? the world but it couldn't fill me and man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough so you came along and put me back together Turn C. 
may be seated, as difficult it is after singing a song like that with that message. I want to welcome everyone. Glad you're here in worship. Uh, you get to witness a couple things uh, special today, extra special, baptism of Mateo, but also the confirmation of our, some of our young people. So we're, we're really excited about it. I want to take you on a brief journey so you understand why baptism. And I'm going to say for you confirmands, I want you to listen carefully. Because you're going to be confirming what God has done in your life, just like what God is doing in Matteo. So just listen carefully. So there are, well, a couple truths that we find in Scripture that are very important. Number one, the Bible says everyone is a sinner, every one of us. And that the wages of that sin would be death, which means separation from God forever. The second part, which is the good news. God did not want that separation. He wanted to connect humanity with himself. So he did everything that was necessary to, to make this happen. He literally moved heaven and earth. And what he did is he sent his son Jesus to come to this earth, to live a perfect life, to suffer, die, and rise again for the sins of the world, for the sins of Mateo right here and for us. So that is really good news. And then the reason why we do baptism is Matthew 28, Jesus gave the marching orders of the church. He says, go, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's why we're doing it. Now, one of the traditions in the Christian church is to ask godparents to come alongside mom and dad um, in, uh, say, Mateo's life right now. And your responsibility is really spiritual. And things that you can do would be pray for him, encourage mom and dad that Mateo just stays close to the word of God and grows in Jesus, and the, the other thing that you can do, too, is model the Christian life. Because he's going to watch, and he's going to learn. Um, the other thing I try to encourage you to do is think about April 10th. Um, a lot of people are going to remember his birth date, but his baptism birth date is really, really important. So maybe on April 10th, um, send him a note, reach out to him somehow, and re remind him what took place on this day. So if you're willing to take on this very important spiritual responsibility then answer, I will, with God's help. God give you the love and faith to do this on behalf of Mateo. Now, um, we're going to be actually sharing the Apostles' Creed a little bit later in the ser uh, service, so you can listen to that at that point. But the family into which Mateo is going to be baptized into is God's family, and God's family has this belief about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So when you hear those words that Jesus told us to baptize into, just have that picture. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Savior, and the one who gives us faith. So we are ready. So if you would come closer. Mateo, Ellen, Martinez, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may our Heavenly Father, who in baptism made you his own, keep you safe in his loving arms forever and ever. Amen. All right, you can lean him forward. And uh, one of the things that we do in uh, this church is uh, we present a candle. And the candle is a reminder of what Jesus said himself. When he was on this earth, he said, I am the light of the world. And our prayer, and I'm, I'm praying just a moment, is to... Have the light of Jesus shine brighter and brighter and brighter in Matteo's life. And maybe on this date, April 10th, light the candle, sit around the table, talk about what God did, remind him of God's grace. 
Now, one of the practices, new traditions that we do whenever God does something great and fantastic, let's stand, let's applaud what God just did. Okay? And remain standing for just a moment as I pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the miracle that you have given. Yes, the miracle of life. Um, the cutest eyes ever. Little fingers and hands. Life budding. But more than that, Lord, we're going to say thank you for bringing him into your family. Making him an heir of eternal life. Giving him all the promises that you've ever made and now giving them to him. So may, may Mateo continue to grow closer and closer and closer to you with every breath he takes. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. He's smile, smiling over at Mama. That's pretty cool. You may be seated as I have a couple more announcements. There you go. Thank you, Lynn. Just magically have the lights follow me. This is like power, right? Uh, all right, uh, again, as I said, welcome to everyone. Glad you're with us in worship. A couple quick things. Uh, Easter is coming. This is Palm Sunday. That's why I'm wearing red and it's confirmation, just to hopefully get your attention. Palm Sunday is the beginning of Holy Week. Holy Week is the time where the church focuses on Jesus' passion. He comes into Jerusalem. He goes to that upper room on that Thursday, that Monday Thursday, he gave the gift of Holy Communion for his people then and today. And we're going we're gonna to get together on Thursday and talk about that. So please think, think about that. Come back Thursday, 6.30. Okay, just be thinking that. Thursday, 6.30. Then you come back again on Friday, same time, 6.30. But the focus is going to be a little bit different. We're going to remember Jesus on the cross. We're going to remember the sacrifice that he made, the, the amount of love that it took for him to say, you know, that he's going to take all this on him. So come again on Friday. And then on Easter, Easter morning, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, we're going to talk about the resurrection. We're going to talk about what does it mean for you and for me, and we're going to rejoice and celebrate. So it's hard to pull those apart. The whole story is important. So come Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, if you would. Love to see all of you here. And as I've been saying, bring somebody with you. Somebody who needs to know the peace, the joy, the love, the power of Jesus and how it changes lives. All right? So that's important. Also, on May 1st, we're going to have a voters meeting. I uh, want you to be um, thinking about that. And there's more information for you. In fact, if I can have the digital bulletin up on the screen for a second. Uh, this digital bulletin, this is a QR code, so you could take your phone out as I'm speaking. Put your camera on, line it up there. It's going to give you the information I just talked about. It'll give you an opportunity to add a prayer. It's going to tell you uh, the sermon notes for today, other activities that are happening. Do that. We do have some hard copies for you that are out there. Feel free to do that as well. Um, also, I see we have lots of guests here today. As a church, we have communion. And communion is a beautiful gift. And if you'd like more to know more about what communion is, like what it is and who it's for, the cards that are in the chair backs in front of you will explain that to you. All right? And again, we believe it's a bread and wine, body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So if that's your belief, we'd love for you to join us. But take a look at the card maybe during the service. And again, if this is your belief, come forward and celebrate with us. 
That's it for announcements. Again, may God be glorified in his church and with his people. Still see the steep little church on the hill. There was a line at the altar, and every pew had been filled. I remember the water, the choir singing old hymns. There was peace in the valley. Boys and girls, it's time for the kids' message, so come on up front. Make your way on up front here. Find a seat on the floor. Nice slide. All right. Come on up. There's plenty of room up here. We'll find a seat on the floor. And I'm wondering 
If you have ever played this game, what game is this? Checkers, that's right, it's checkers. Come on in, find a seat. Yeah, checkers. Checkers is a fun game, isn't it? Yeah, you've got these black and these red checkers. So there's two different sides, isn't there? Two different sides. And what do you do with the checkers? Yeah, you try to make it to the other side, don't you? And so you're making moves one at a time. You take turns one at a time. Yep, leave that one right there. And then, you, but you can only go forwards, right? You can only go forwards unless you make it to the back row. What happens when you make it to the back row? Flip it over. Yeah, and what do you what do you yell? King me. Yeah, you yell king me, and then you can flip the check checker over or you can add a second checker onto it that's right you can go forward and backwards you can go all different directions so like this one was just kinged and there's a there's a crown on the side of the checkers because it's been kinged and then you can go any direction just like you said right so you can go look at that triple jump Woo! you can make a lot of moves and take those checkers onto your side right well, that is a fun and exciting game, but you know what? Jesus has us in a fun and exciting adventure, even better than checkers. But it's kind of like checkers. There's two different sides, right? There's like a red side and a black side. And the red side's kind of like Team Jesus because he won through his blood that he shed on the cross for us to win us out of darkness into his wonderful light. So there's two different sides. And you know what? Jesus has kinged all of us. What, do you, what happens when you get to the other side of the board? What do you yell? King. king me. Yeah, king me. And Jesus has kinged each and every one of us so that we can move and go all different directions and make moves for the kingdom of God to win people out of darkness into his wonderful light. Just like it says in 2 Peter, or 1 Peter chapter 2, it says... But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. See, you've been kinged. What do you yell? King me. King me, that's right, because you've been kinged by the one who calls you his special possession, so that we can declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. And you know what? We are God's special possessions because of the moves that he, the moves that Jesus made. Jesus left heaven and he came to earth. He went to the cross and died on the cross for us. And then he was buried in the grave for us. And then three days later, he came out of the grave alive and gives us life with him forever. And now he ascended into heaven and he is preparing a place for us. And whenever we trust in Jesus and the moves that he made for us, he makes us his king. He kings us. And so if you, if you believe that, you trust that Jesus did that for you, you are God's special possession and that you are king to be sent out and go all different directions to win people over out of darkness into his wonderful light. If that's you, on the count of three, yell king me. One, two, three. King me. All right, boys and girls, you got it. I don't know if the adults got it yet. I think we need to see if they got it. All right? So anybody who can hear this, 
If you believe that, that you have been marked by Jesus, his special possession, and sent out into this world on the count of three, yell, King me. One, two, three. All right, king me. Now let's go out and share this wonderful news. All right, you can head on back to your seats, boys and girls. As the kids are making their way back, uh, we're going to get ready for communion. And it is a gift that God has given to his church, to his people. And a couple important things before we take communion. We're told that we should examine ourselves, and what that really means is we get honest with God about who we are and our great need. And as I mentioned earlier, all of us are sinners. We sin against God, we sin against each other, and the Bible says that the wages of that sin would be death, but the good news is God sent his son, and that Jesus suffered, died, and rose again so we can have forgiveness. And one of the gifts he gave that, again, we're going to remember that moment on Monday, Thursday, Thursday this week, he gave a gift. And these are the words that he shared to his disciples a long time ago and for us today. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And in uh, just a moment, during the song, we will have the distribution of communion. And if you happen to pick up those individual communion sets, feel free to receive that believing it's bread and wine and body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. If you're going to come forward for continuous communion, uh, just a couple things. Make sure you take a moment and consider, has God given you the, the faith to believe that this is bread, wine, body, and blood for the forgiveness of sins? If you do, feel free to come forward. In fact, we're going to have, uh, we have two stations up here. We're going to have one station near the back, so if, you, if that's the closest one to you, feel free to go there. Uh, and as you come forward, if you desire to have gluten-free and or grape juice, please let the server know. Now may this time be a time of blessing where we remember these are God's gifts for God's people. Amen. Your mercy never fails me And all my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head And I will see All the goodness of God
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we just thank you that on this Palm Sunday, as you are on your journey, triumphal entry into Jerusalem, on your journey to the cross, that you made a way possible for us to come to you with all of our prayers. Lord, we lift up Nancy to you, grant her good test results on Thursday, and allow her to resume, resume treatments. Work in her in mighty ways to heal her, Lord. A prayer for a dear friend as she receives treatment for cancer. Prayers, Lord, that you be with Coco and her family and friends as she goes through chemo. Give her the strength she needs. Prayers for my daughter as she faces some life challenges with her housing and her children. Prayers that a friend this week finds good test results on an MRI for an ongoing undiagnosed illness. Prayers for guidance through these crazy times. Help me not to lose you as I lean and learn how to fit into your plan you have for me, God. Father, we thank you for all the prayers, spoken and unspoken, that you know what lays heavy upon our hearts. Help us to come to you and lay them at the foot of the cross and to trust you because you care for us. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right, uh, this last week we did put buckles on all the seats that you're wearing. You might want to buckle up because I'm going to go fast and furious. We got a lot to cover, so hold on tight. Here we go. Uh, Red Letter Challenge, 40 days. We've been looking at these different themes, and you've heard the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. I thought this would be a good way to do it. So let's start off right here. Uh, take a look at this picture. Three main characters, Jesus. Martha and Mary. And if looks could kill, I would say that the picture of Martha, who is in the background, looking over at Mary, kind of says it all. Like, you lazy whatever. But what's the story behind it? Ultimately, Jesus affirmed Mary because she was sitting at his feet, listening to everything that he was saying. This emphasizes the first part of this 40-day challenge, the being with and in Jesus. And if you remember the value statements that I've been sharing throughout the weeks, the value statement here is very simple. True life begins 
when we are in and with Jesus. I want you to hold on to that, all right? Because we can't go any further. I, if, 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 we're, if I didn't start with this and we didn't talk about it at all, there's really no reason for me to go to the other points. This is the starting point. Being with and in Jesus is when life begins. And it's exciting. Okay, second picture. Here we have a picture of, uh, quote, Jesus with the woman caught in adultery. Remember, they, they had it all set up. They wanted to catch her, but they really wanted to catch Jesus. So they dragged her out. They said, hey, according to the law of Moses, she should be stoned. What do you say? And Jesus, master teacher, oh my goodness, he says this. Whoever was without sin cast the first stone. And then you could hear all the stones dropping, one after another. Because they realized, oh, I'm not without sin. And the only person that could have condemned her, who could have picked up a stone and thrown it, was Jesus. But he says this instead. Where are they that condemn you? Neither do I. And in this moment, in this instance, and I'll just say throughout the life and ministry of Jesus, even up on the cross... This is the value statement. Forgiveness is not an option. Being with and in Jesus is really important, really good. But if you're sitting here today and you are holding on to unforgiveness, it is snuffing the life out of you and really no one else. So forgiveness is not an option. Third, we go to the story of the Good Samaritan. All right? And uh, if you look in the background, we see the priest and the Levite <coughs> uh, walking away. They, they went as far away as possible from this man that was beaten up and left on the road. They didn't want anything to do with him. They didn't want their life to be complicated, right? But then we have this other part of the story where this good Samaritan, this Samaritan person. Remember, Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. In fact, they avoided each other at all costs. But not in this moment. The good Samaritan, moved by love, stopped and bandaged the man that was beaten and left to die, put the man on his beast, the animal, took him into the town, paid the innkeeper to take care of him, went that extra mile in so many different ways. And we learn the importance of serving. And if you remember the value statement that I had, really a couple of them, one was that we are not to be spiritual consumers. We are to be spiritual contributors. And then the other one that was kind of fitting with it was we exist, you and me, the church. We exist not for ourselves, but we exist for the world, for the Samaritans of this world, for other people. Now we get to the third one. Um, here's a, a fourth one. And here we have a picture of of the widow and the widow's might. And if you read carefully the account that we have in Scripture, <coughs> Jesus shows up to the temple and he sits down and he's now watching everything taking place. He's just looking, he's observing. And he notices the behavior, the action of this elderly woman. <coughs> what does she do? She takes her mites, the coins. She gives all that she has and gives it. And if, if you remember, this was just last week, we talked about <clears throat> the church is to be a place where we have irrational generosity. 
irrational generosity. Because I believe the more we understand what Jesus meant and said by it is more blessed to give than to receive, until we begin to understand that, we will not do irrational generosity. We'll do rational generosity. We'll kind of play with it up here and say, well, what should I do? Well, I can't really do it. But when that word of God goes 18 inches down from the head into the heart and we understand how much we receive from God himself, we're going to be irrational like the widow and giving her might. All right? Hold on to that as well. So now we get to a Reddit letter challenge. This is the last week, and it's the one that's called going and going. <clears throat> and here's the value statement I would like you to kind of bookmark in your head. There we go. You cannot be with Jesus and stay put. Just let that sink in for a second. When you start this rhythm, being, forgiving, serving, giving, something starts welling up inside of our life and we just can't stay put. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. I believe that when we start getting it and when we understand this Jesus more and more and more, we are going to be dynamic and not static. And I, I mean, this is an example of what static looks like. I believe that when we get a picture of how much Jesus loves us, when we get a picture of who he is and how in love he is with his creation, we're going to have a dynamic. Our heart, our mind, our lives, our hands, everything we do is going to be a dynamic where we're going to be ready to go. To go. I'd like to uh, tell you the story of Matthew chapter 4. Because I, I think it's very important to understand how it all works and how it plays, you know, in this world today. Oh, God bless you. Uh, Diet Dr. Pepper would be better. I'm just kidding, just kidding. Water is better for you. That's what I heard. All right. <clears throat> right before the temptation of Jesus that we find in Matthew 4, we find Jesus being baptized, okay, by John the Baptist. And uh, theologians will say that this is really the beginning of his ministry, his public ministry, when he is now going to go, and he's going to go do his thing that he was called to do, which was to seek and to save the lost. So the baptism happens. He had just fasted for 40 days. He is spiritually getting ready to be dynamic, right? And preach and teach and heal and do all this kind of really cool stuff. But the devil didn't want Jesus to go. The devil did not want Jesus to go and preach and teach and heal and, and display the kingdom of God in the lives of people. So he takes Jesus and he brings him out to the desert and he tempts him in three different ways. And I'm not going to get into all the details. Read Matthew 4. It's really a great story. But he tempts him with three things that can really easily get in the way of people. And I'll just say you and me today. He tempts Jesus with power, prestige, and popularity. Just read the account. And each time 
Jesus, in essence, says no, and he quotes scripture. And what he's really saying is, no, those things aren't important. This is doing the will of my Father. And then we find, yes, seek to save the lost. Yeah, he's going to do that. That's what the story is all about. Now, right after we have the temptation of Jesus, uh, we have recorded his first words. What did he say right after he was tempted? And these are the words. I think there's a connection here. I think there's a purpose here. He says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, I'm going to look over at the compromands over here. I'm not going to put you on the spot. But you know, remember the difference between repentance and being sorry? Okay. Which one is 180 and which one is 360? Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, okay, very good. When you're sorry, when you're just sorry, it's like a 360. And I, I would use the illustration with them that I am at Hy-Vee, I am in the cookie section, and I decide to open up a bag of cookies. And I'm eating it, and Blake comes up and says, oh, pastor, I, I don't think you should be doing that. You should pay for those. Being sorry would say, oh, I'm sorry, and I put the bag down, and I turn like this, I walk away, he walks away, and then I turn right back, because there's still another 10 cookies in there, and I start taking them again. That's being sorry. That's that 360, and we just keep sinning. Repentance is that 180, correct, which means you come up against what you're doing, and you say, oh, my goodness, and you turn away from the sin, and you turn to God. And this is the message that Jesus is now starting off his ministry with. He is saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And it's kind of funny. We don't picture it. But just picture him telling a group of people, and he's, I'm, I'm going to just guess what he was doing. He would go, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. I'm the kingdom of God. I'm here. Get ready. We're ready to do this. And then he follows up those words with these. Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I, again, Jesus is the genius. He is the master teacher. So he says, yes, now everybody repent for the kingdom of of God is near, but now he says, come follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Once again, the value statement. You cannot be with Jesus and stay put. If you follow the story of Jesus, read the Gospels, or if you want to have a little bit of fun, watch The Chosen, right? As he's calling these, we'll just say, fishermen and misfits and people who weren't the cream of the crop, he would just say, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. There was a lot of activity that was going on. They couldn't stay put because the message was just that important. Remember a pastor friend of mine um, years ago would talk about his church and he would say that the rhythm of Jesus' followers is this. And he would say, if you go up to any member at his church and he would say, what's the rhythm of Jesus' followers? 
they would say it this way. Bring them in, build them up, train them for, to send them out. Would you say that out loud with me? Because I think this is the rhythm. Bring them in, build them up, train them for, to send them out. One more time, nice and loud. Bring them in, build them up, train them for, to send them out. That's the rhythm. And do you notice what it is? It's a dynamic. It's not static. It's a dynamic. Now we say it, if you look up on our wall, it says up, in, and out. Just another way of saying it. There is this movement within the church, which makes it like you and me make up the church. We are to have this dynamic of bringing them in, or we were brought in, we were built up, we are trained for, and then we go out. I mean, that's how it works. But then this is what we get to do in the lives of other people. This is a major theme in the scriptures. It is the major theme in the life of Christ. You look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You look at the book of Acts, right? Follows that, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, right? And you see the Acts of the Apostles. What were they doing? They were doing what they were being taught. So let me just share with you one scripture from each of those books that reinforced this. Matthew 28, heard it at, a, at the baptism in part. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go, make disciples. How about Mark chapter 16? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Luke 24, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Wow. And then John chapter 20, peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I am what? Who's the you? If you're part of the you, raise your hand just for a quick second. All right, thank you. You got your aerobic activity in for just a moment. Okay, I'm sending you. And then the book of Acts. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You just get it, right? You get it. This is a dynamic. Now, um, what's the message? We're supposed to go, but what's the message? Now, I'm going to go over to the compromise again. Okay, so, do you, you know, you're, I know you've been locked in listening to every word I say. Remember, the Bible is divided into two, two parts. Any other than Randy, I'm going to go, anybody give them a chance first. Anybody remember what they're divided into? Uh, yeah, I, I can't see. Very good, law and gospel. We could say, and it's, it's a true statement, it's divided in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But the two main teachings of all of scriptures talk about law and talk about gospel. Here's an example of law. There is no one righteous, not even one. And it's kind of like God's word pointing at people like you and me saying, none of us are righteous. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the law kind of points and condemns. Right? It shows us our sin, right? SOS. But then we get to Romans 6.23. And it, yeah, it tells us that the wages of sin is death. But then it tells us something really great. This is the gospel, folks. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the message of the word of God is, yes, law tells us that we need, we're, we're, we're really lost, but that we have a Savior who loves us. And it's a gift. It's free. And if you don't know about that gift, please catch me sometime. I would love to tell you about this free gift. 
It's not based on how good you are. It's not based on how much you go to church. It's based on purely, what percentage is it based on? Um, this is a confirmation thing, just so you know. When, when it comes to salvation, well, let's just look at this. There's what Jesus did and what I do or what we do. What's the percentage? Somebody that did not answer yet, if you remember. What percent? Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. 100% Jesus, 0% me. It's all on Jesus. It's what he did on the cross 2,000 years ago, and it's what he's doing right now, right here. All him. And then he gives us the faith, the Holy Spirit, so we can believe in it. Really cool. You don't have to go to bed at night and think, did I do enough good things? Because it was all done for you. And we talked about it, and, and that's the one thing I want them to walk away in confirmation with. I mean, head knowledge is great. I always say, I want to know your attitude, not your aptitude. It's all about what's here, 18 inches down. And here is another value statement. God has rescued us to be rescuers of others. God has rescued us from sin, death, and the devil so that we would be rescuers of others who are facing a Christless eternity. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. If we really got a picture of what hell is like, we would never want anyone to experience it. It is so bad, so horrific. And once we understand, again, the beauty of the gospel and how good it is to be with Jesus, not just on this earth, but for eternity, I think it can and should change our 24-7. Uh, I'm going to just tell you a really brief story. Some of you know, I went to a Christian grade school, went to a Christian high school. Um, my confirmation, my confirmation, I did the same thing you did. And then afterward, there was a party. How many of you got a Bible in a box? Okay, some of you did. I see some hands, all right? How many of you got a cross that was in a nice little box too? I was so concerned about the well-being of the Bible and the, the, the cross that I made sure I put the boxes away like in a very safe place. I'm being sarcastic, just so you know. It wasn't important to me. So physically, I put them away, but spiritually, I put them so far away. Until the message of God's love came to me in a brand new way, a way that just woke me up. And I'll just say, listening to these, these young people and their faith, I wish I had that back then. But after, after I heard the message of the gospel in a new real way, let me tell you, my life was different. <laughs> I'll never forget going with a couple friends of mine. This is after my senior year, and it's in the summertime. And we would drive down to downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, kind of a big town, big city. And we would be kind of around the streets. We're like waiting for opportunities to help people. And then after we help them, when they're, you know, when they're going to say, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You're such nice young men. To be able to have the time saying, well, you know why I'm doing this? I'm doing it because Jesus loves me and I want to love you with his love. I couldn't do it enough. If I could do it 24-7, I would do it back. But now today, I don't have that same kind of childlike faith. So I'm looking over here. I'm looking at us. I'm praying that 
God would instill into all of us such a dynamic faith that we realize all the time, I have been rescued by God for the purpose to rescue others. And here's, here's a picture of the kind of heart I think God wants us to have. This goes to Palm Sunday, which this is Palm Sunday in the church here. It's the beginning of Holy Week. And it says this, as he approached Jerusalem and he saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day, what would bring you peace? And then he goes on further, and feel free to look at that. The word weep is not just tear up. The word weep is maybe the picture you have. It literally means, uh, the Greek word is eklosen, to weep, weep for, mourn, lament, sob, wail out loud. He was so deeply disturbed by what he saw. It was almost an uncontrollable moment of crying. And I thought about who was he weeping for? So here's a list. The apostles, yeah. Pharisees, yeah. Romans, yeah. Followers, yeah. But I want you to picture this. Just Jesus, who knows all things. He knows every from, everyone from the past, the present, the future. He was weeping for you and for me. He was weeping for our family members, our neighbors who do not know Jesus, do not understand this peace. He was weeping, wailing out loud for those who are lost and are not found yet. He was disturbed. And saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. Tim, time to bring up uh, the copper man's. As, as he's doing that, I just want to share with you Revelation chapter 7. After th this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is what it's about. This is why the being, the forgiving, the serving, the giving, and the going is all about. Is that more and more people will get to know this salvation and get to know the peace. Come on up. Yep, come all the way through. We'll get to know the entire story of God's love for them personally. Not just historically, but personally. And so these young people um, have gone through a journey called confirmation. And uh, we've done some head knowledge stuff, but we've, all, we've, we've also talked about what does it mean spiritually for all of this. And so we're going to take a little journey. And um, the first part of it is participation where you get to do what they get to do. We do it all together. This is actually the confirmation rite. It is a time where we profess what we believe. So I'd like to ask you at this time to please stand. And we're going to do this together, and then we're going to go individually and go through this. So if I can have that up there. All right, so please answer uh, when, when it says all that is you, okay? That's you too up here, all right? Do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts God gave you in your baptism? 
Next, please. Do you renounce the devil? Yes, sir. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, sir. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, sir. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Sits at the right hand, Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I believe Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine, the teaching of the Evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned them to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and have been absolved of your sins as you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ, uh, Jesus Christ. You may be seated. And now we're ready for individual uh, scripture readings and blessing. All right, everybody, this is Ellery Beck. Uh, Ellery Beck chose a verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, which reads, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Ellery, may God's blessing of his presence and his love be with you. And as you walk, may you walk closely with Jesus and experience all the blessings that he has for you today and tomorrow and forever. Amen. Everyone, this is Peyton Erb. Um, her verse is from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 5 and 6. And it reads, You shall love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Peyton, may God give you the faith, the love, the desire to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength so that you would experience the blessing of being in his presence now and forever. Amen. Alrighty, Olivia Frederick. Her verse is Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Olivia, God's blessing be upon you. 
You are his workmanship. He made you. He created you. And he has great things in store for you. May you see that, experience it, and always give him thanks. Amen. This is Callista Hazing, and her verse is John 14, 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Callista, that's um, quite the Bible verse, right? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And the necessary part is faith. And may God, who's already given you a remarkable faith, may it continue to grow in you today and tomorrow. And may you experience his presence in your life. Randy McCullough, Jr., from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Randy, as, uh, as you know, life can be filled with lots of surprises, right? Ups and downs, twists and turns. But the one thing, and that's what your Bible verse tells you, that will always be the same, is Jesus will be there for you. May you know him more and more fully every single day. Amen. Alrighty, Blake Ransom. Uh, his verse is from 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, which reads, We love because he first loved us. Blake, I'll just tell you, our moment in, in my office with the, quote, the interview, when I grew up, it was like the Inquisition. I don't know if you ever had that moment where you had all the people looking at you. Um, but he, he did a great job of just listening and answering and kind of navigating through. So may the faith God has given you continue to grow, but also that love. That love, may it be evident even more and more every single day to the glory of God. Amen. Blake Thomas. His verse is uh, from the book of Psalms, chapter 31, verse 14. And it says, but I trust in you, O oh Lord. I say, you are my God. Blake, as I was listening to your uh, faith testimony, uh, this last year or so has been quite the challenge as well. And God has given you a faith that has allowed you to just continue to move forward. May God grow that faith in you. May you experience Jesus personally every day of your life. This is Jace Van Buskirk. His verse is Psalm 119, verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Well, confirmation. Cool time, huh? Kind of, yeah. It's like <laughs> people are looking at me. Our Lord Jesus looks at you intently, and he says, I love you with an everlasting love. And so may you... You look into his eyes always and see that love and then experience that today and to forever. Amen. This is Brett Williams. His verse is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And may that, that Bible verse is probably the most familiar Bible verse in the world. May that Bible verse land right here in your heart and may that truth of his love for you keep you close always. Amen. And finally, Connor Williams. His verse is Hebrews 11.1, 1, which reads, 
Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Yeah, I was waiting for this one in particular because I did tell him and I did get a look on his face. I said, you know, after confirmation and after I do the blessing, you will have a greater love for the Green Bay Packers than ever before. <laughs> He's a big Kansas City Chief fan. He would wear... Let me pray for all of you as well. No, just kidding. All joking aside, may you continue to grow. Um, loved hearing your faith story. I loved uh, the interview time together. And as you continue to grow, clo grow closer to him, experience all that he wants for you, not just, quote, in high school, but beyond as you live for him. Amen. All right, let's give thanks to God for what he just did in their life. Feel free to stand if you like. Just stay right here. I'm going to close with a blessing. And this blessing is for you. Yes, it's also especially for them. And this blessing, historically, way back in time, God gave to his people when they were going to take a journey in life. And we don't know what your journey is going to be, right? We don't know what tomorrow is going to be, but we do know who holds tomorrow. So I'm going to turn to them. Would you join me and just put your hands out like this? And let's all bless them with these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. All right, you can make your way. Let's sing. Thank you. 